Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker and Alex. And uh, we just watched Detective Pikachu, the hit summer movie before summer started. And no one's talking about Game of Thrones or Avengers Endgame anymore. Everyone's buzzing about Detective Pikachu instead of those other two huge franchises. Uh, You guys, what are your initial thoughts? Eh, that's fine. I could have hated this so much more. I think that's everyone's reaction right there. (laughs) I mean, it's like, even without thinking, it's easily top three video game movies. But it's such an astronomically low bar. I mean, yeah. It's been a while since we've done an exceedingly average movie. That's a good point. So this is a little bit of a challenge to us that we can still make this episode entertaining. No pressure. but We'll get to the third act. (laughs) I have some questions I'd like to ask. Um... I, I think I'll be able to answer them. My problem was with the second act. So anyway, uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, get right into this. Do you have any news, Parker? No, nah, it was all trailers this week. And that's that's weird. I, I read some sort of article online. You can do that no, now. I don't think you did. And there's this thing about uh, the Game of Thrones writers, which, Alex, I think you and I can agree <laughs> are really good. Um, of course the normie knows about Game of Thrones. No, apparently... Oh, you're going to regret those words. Uh, now, apparently, uh, they're going to be writing the new Star Wars movie. Parker, your thoughts? You said movie singular, yeah, which yeah, is that's... interesting on your part. Yeah. The words you're looking for is trilogy, friend. Oh, I also happened to read this week that they're collaborating with Ruin Johnson on this trilogy. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> just, so, you know uh, what? Just bring all stomach. of this together and just burn this fucking fan base to the all ground once I and for all. All I want is for episode 9 to be all retcons and then the next movie <laughs> to be retcons of the retcons. Just, just an endless dick-waving contest. Of, yeah. Actually, no. This lady's... No, she's not. Oh, well, actually, she is important. Until we're all <laughs> dead. We're like, just reliving the Star Wars slate. extended universe, except with money. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're taking three years off. Then you look at the slate. Every year's alternating a Star Wars and an Avatar for like eight straight years. And I just cannot <laughs> wait to fucking die, you guys. I cannot <laughs> wait to melt on this godless planet. That, that fucking uh, tweet about like, uh, it's it's a Shining, the typewriter. It has all these upcoming releases. And one of them's like, upcoming unnamed Indiana Jones movie. At this point, I kind of hope AOC is right and the world is just on fire in ten years. I, God, <laughs> fingers crossed. I can't. When I opened up Twitter and saw the trailer for Maleficent 2... The first, the second thought after the first one was like, "What the fuck? That's real." Was maybe we should all just die? Like it's fine. Why the? Did fuck you watch Will a... Smith singing that song? Holy Christ! I I, I watched <laughs> Maleficent in theaters. I watched that on a date. Of course you did. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's the only addendum to that first sentence. But, yeah, me and the boys went out and saw Maleficent. Yeah, he's got some brewskis with the bros. Watch Maleficent. You know how it goes. And a whole rowdy crew together. 
I just yeah, remember. The bartender in hell was like really accommodating. No, that was I was walking out of it. It was, and she was just like, "Well, it wasn't that bad, right?" I just started complaining really loudly. I would have just left. That wasn't too bad. Hey, how are you getting home? It's like, hey, I'm here by choice. You know that, right? No, I needed her to get me home. I was in South Korea, so I didn't know my way home from the theater. Do you have Uber there? <laughs> That's actually a lot funnier. Just imagine you in a foreign country, like, oh, Maleficent. <laughs> I but did... a taste of life back home. The simple <laughs> life in America. It was either that or some sort of like historical Korean thing that's like three hours long. It has eight songs, and it was like, oh my so God. <laughs> something that was extremely your speed. When would you ever watch that? Yeah, that'd be weird. Speaking so uh, let's get into the jerks of the week. <laughs> my jerk of the week is Steve Jobs. Because he can't make an Apple laptop that's any good for Buddy, Parker to use. Buddy, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Everything's I didn't working. realize I was dealing no. with multiple iCucks. <laughs> I'm not using one. Um, f- don't even put that evil on me. This is entirely on Parker. <laughs> I bought this in college. And by no. I bought this, I mean my parents bought this. Never mind. I, it's, it's not fair to blame Steve Jobs. He's dead. Rest in peace. I blame Tim Cuck. <laughs> so that could be any of the Sims. <laughs> so uh your jerks of the week mine will come up later don't you worry oh okay. good it's gonna be tucker max again you know why guys, would i do that i'll just i'll jump in with my jerk of the week right, All right here. here we go you know we're people pleasers here at real Luna sex appeal we try yeah. to make everybody happy we would never make off-color jokes totally specifically offend one of our friends and their favorite sports teams we're not that kind of people and that's why my jerk of the week is Zion Williamson, who led 29 <laughs> NBA teams tonight. Like... <laughs> now, what if we're going to make anything jerk? clear... Why this... are you not playing for all 30 teams? You weigh 300 pounds. That's 10 pounds per franchise. <laughs> 300 pounds of pussy and ass. <laughs> it's actually wild, though, that, like... Our next once in a duration basketball prospect is six foot six and three hundred pounds. Like <laughs> so fucking cool. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are officially a Zionist podcast. Um, all right. Any other segments? You said you guys said you had some games. Uh, do we want to do the? Let's talk. Who wants to talk about Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh God, is that Normie Corner's music? <laughs> Thank you for introducing it that way. It's my favorite way to introduce it. Now, Alex, I I don't agree that we should call the Game of Thrones section Normie Corner. That's offensive to me and my people, my culture, and my history. As a Normie who doesn't watch this, I don't think this is a Normie show because I went on Twitter and whoever is watching the show is very clearly not normal based on the reactions that I'm seeing. Oh, I could have told you that by the fact that they're on Twitter. Oh. Normie Corner it is. I was just saying we could have renamed the segment <laughs> Dem Thrones. Never gonna happen. There's one episode where you're a little late. Don't drink your beers in hell, you piece of shit. Mr. Thrones Wild Ride. Got it. Moving on. You hate to see it. So, uh, it's the Normie Corner. Parker, you like barbecue, right? Do I ever. Is there anything else? It's just a proud Texas tradition. You know, I don't know what you guys do with the cows down there, but does it involve 45 minutes of gratuitous civilian murder for no reason? (laughs) 
Is this not the satisfying conclusion you were waiting for? Ah, uh, yes. We need to pad our runtime with just 45 minutes of peasants getting fucking lit on fire. These peasants, who I have this emotional attached to, because they were in the first scene. Well, they have all these names and faces. You remember them from the well, ah, that yes, scene. <laughs> such as that guy, and also this other guy. And let's not forget the one that I thought was a teenage boy that was actually apparently a mother, and I didn't find out until the doctor. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the one that I thought was a teenage boy that was actually Aaron Rodgers. I think this is the most times Aaron Rodgers has gotten roasted since the last time he saw his family. Got him. <laughs> Got him up top. Middle quarters over, folks. We did. <laughs> he absolutely would have left years. his mom to die it's, in King's Landing. It's so funny because, like, all of the fans are mad, and all of like the casual watching normies are like, "Oh man, that was fucking cool. You see all those people get burned alive? That was sick, dude." Like, as somebody that loves gratuitous, stupid action movies. Even I was like, man, come on, this is in bad taste. <laughs> like, get it. You need to pad your fucking runtime because you only ordered six hour and a half episodes and have to put 40 minutes of B-roll in each of them. I get it. But also, Jesus fucking Christ, can you imagine being a normie? I mean, I know Parker can't, but like... Thank you. It's a disease. How... You know, it's a lot harder than people let on. <laughs> so my struggle, a book like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, See, there was another and, and book. And then the nice that white lady burned all good, the peasants but, alive. Yeah. And... Well, I don't know much about books, so that's not on uh, me. Spe no speaking of the abnormies on Twitter, there are some fire takes this week. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm now, so Parker, happy about it. You use Twitter. You've seen some of these takes. I have a question for you. It's really simple. Is it her turn? Not only is it not her turn, but I think what Beinoff and Weiss want us to know is, Orange Man good? <laughs> Folks, you hate to see it, but this is exactly what you Bernie bros have been asking for. <laughs> On my Medium article, you'll find... <laughs> Still with her wine mom having a complete the breakdown of the last decade of their lives. <laughs> Cool. The only black guy in the show just snapping and murdering a bunch of soldiers and people going, oh, well, you didn't see the white people do that. Clearly this show is racist. Like, thank God for normies. Especially <laughs> <laughs> abnormies. You know, I just miss when movies and TV shows didn't have so much politics in them. You know? I <laughs> 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 miss back when I was you. an eight-year-old smooth-brained and didn't know what words meant. <laughs> I'm just a 28-year-old smooth brain. <laughs> now, I have to throw a bone to all of our no-normie listeners here. Here we go. Talk about the two good scenes in this episode. Which right. were, of course, the fucking old cuck getting picked up by the Frankenstein man and getting domed by getting thrown against a wall and having his head explode. <laughs> which was sick as shit. <laughs> that got some goodwill for a while. I'll be honest with you. He's like, hi, man. It's starting to pick up speed a little bit. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting better. And then it went on for another eight hours. And Parker, also, did you just start watching this season and none of the other ones? <laughs> they had it on a marathon out in the living room for like two straight weeks a as what? they binged through it. I caught enough of it. 
Oh, I, I really like the idea of you just walking in and like Daenerys is at Screedy Point and you yell, who's that? These are the first full episodes I've watched since like season two, so, you know. At least, at least my boy Pirate Band Margera went out in style. <laughs> Corny Pirate Band is easily the best character in this season. What a great final boss after everything that's happened. He's simple. I understand his motivations. He's fucking incompetent. Excuse me. When push comes to shove. <laughs> Is everything I want in a character that has appeared for eight episodes and then dies. That's like the new big bad behind it. <laughs> hey guys! Uh, yes. This guy who would, almost has like a rail baron mustache. He's the <laughs> evil man now. Oh, what? He's dead? Well, let's make this other person evil. No way anyone could have seen this coming. It was just over the last ten years, you know. All of this, uh, actually a good person who crucifies slavers and, you know, barbecues people. Oh, so you think slavers are <laughs> uh, yeah, good then? Okay, mm -hmm. wow, pro-slavery, Alex. Yeah. You're cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I know who you voted for. <laughs> Here come that Gary. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the constant use of the screenshot of her just being lifted by a bunch of brown people and being passed around by this crowd. It's my favorite one. <laughs> what a cool show. I think that was, I, I like that picture with the caption. It's like, huh, I wonder why wine moms like this show so much. Every time I see that, it reminds me of the times that I went to ska concerts, except the colors are inverted. <laughs> <laughs> Normie corner, everyone. Man. That had oh. everything. God, that was that was a pretty that good Normie ska, corner right there. Dragons. <laughs> Had Bam Margera. <laughs> what more could you want? Daenerys is a lot like your abuela. So, uh... <laughs> Bam Margera. Which queen is he gonna fuck next? <laughs> Whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Daenerys fucking sucks at flying. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, let's, let's talk John about what Snow, we watched. are you crying? <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was taking a drink, sorry. It's okay. Uh I watched a lot of movies. Now, first of all, Detective Pikachu is based on Pokemon, which is a video game, uh, so if you may not know. And uh there are not a whole lot of very good video game movies. In fact, one could say that there are no good video game movies. So I was like, let me see if I can challenge that assertion. I will watch Doom. Oh god, I was Funny. hoping you were gonna say you watched the Prince of Persia movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I really, I got that for, uh, I got that on Blu-ray for my dad. You hate <laughs> of to see it. You did. I don't know why I did that, but anyway. does he like the Iranians now that he thinks they're white? <laughs> no, you think of that Adam Sandler movie. Anyway, which um, one? That <laughs> doesn't narrow it down. How much longer can they keep fighting? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Doom, as it turns out, is, like, really disappointing. Uh, the Rock is no charisma in it, which is weird for him. It's not really scary enough because they don't really show the monsters enough. It likes to keep cutting away from its uh, from its special effects. I had to, like, go back and rewind and be like, what, was that a demon? What, what, what just happened there? Yeah, that's 2005 CGI for you. Yeah, like, it's somehow worse than Event Horizon. So, is that a future Jesus. episode? I don't know. Ah. But, uh, yeah, we'll just, figure that out later. It's just disappointing. I have a feeling like the Doom storyline could work because you don't have to, like, marry it to the games. The games didn't really have a story. You could just, like, go nuts with it. But overall, you're better served by just playing Doom 3. And that's not a very nice thing to say about a movie. <laughs> I also watched five Godzilla movies. You love to see it, folks. I, 
I have not known peace in a very long time. I'm going to put them all together in this one. I'll, I'll just name them here. I have Godzilla. Once again, the thing you embarked on by your own choosing, despite months of telling you, don't do it. I know. I can't. I can't stop myself. I might have a problem here. So first, Parker, I watch Parker, buddy. You think those anime movies are also on the list? Uh, uh, no, no, no. I'm not watching uh, anime movies. I have nine hours, right? Uh, no, no, no. We're friends. You, you love to see it, folks. No, I, I love the Cowboys. Um, anyway, so I watched Godzilla versus Megaguirus. I don't understand what happened in it. Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monsters, all at attack. I forgot that one was a Godzilla movie. So I saw it today, and you should have heard the noise that I made when I found it on archive.org. Like, well, I can't stop, so I put it on. Uh, then I watched Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. This one I actually remember something about. This is like far less of a Godzilla movie and more of a <clears throat> more of like a mech anime, but in real life. Right, and to that extent, I actually kind of liked it. And then I watched its sequel, Godzilla Tokyo SOS, which is effectively a direct sequel. I I don't know. I it was all right. Uh, again, I think the more it goes into mech and less Godzilla, it's it's okay. Just for those two movies, every other movie, when you get away from Godzilla, it's like a thousand times worse. Which all comes to a culmination in Godzilla Final Wars. You know, the one everyone likes. Godzilla's in the movie for about five minutes. Don Fry is in the movie for about 115 minutes. Now, how uh, the guys describe Don Fry's voice exactly? I'd say he's the best actor they've ever had in a Godzilla movie. You see... They had to get an American, because you always do. So they got a giant man from Arizona with a thick mustache. Sounds like he chews on broken glass, who was an MMA fighter. And they just have him in this movie with a bunch of twinky-looking Japanese dudes who have swords and do, like, wire foo. Here's my thing. It's so powerful. It is. They, they just kind of slap Godzilla on the end there. I'm going to call this the Don Fry movie, much like uh, <laughs> much like that other movie was a, was a Howie Long movie. This is the Don Fry movie, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> because Godzilla's in here. 45-year-old American man with a mustache and a katana who just really hates monsters. Oh, God, does he ever. So you were saying that he can't act. I disagree. I think he's given the most compelling performance in a Godzilla movie because he looks like he really wants to kill Godzilla. Oh, I'm saying he's not acting. He just fucking hates monsters. That's and the terrorists. thing. That's like in every other Godzilla movie, they have to have like one American in there, and they always choose an American who's just straight up cannot act. Don Fry is. You, you can't take your eyes off him. He's got this Robert Zadar face with this beautiful big bushy mustache. Anyway, uh, he's fighting all these people from the Matrix or something like that. It's, it's really stupid. It's so good. They all have trench coats. <laughs> they all do wire foo. It's so Chris texted me at like 3am that there was a giant spider and then some 41 started playing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, mean, I forgot. Oh, real thing that happened. <laughs> anyway, okay. it, gets, it gets to one point Are at the writing end. writing this down? Here's, yeah, Final here's, Wars is the movie where it's like, what if we put all the monsters in it and then didn't make these for a while here's my biggest problem with the movie so a really cool thing is about to happen at the end Godzilla's there and they run out and they see him they're like oh fuck Godzilla's in this movie we forgot just like the director did so Don Fry holds up a katana and he is about to go toe to really big toe with Godzilla and for a split second there actually for an entire minute there if I had to choose who's going to win I would choose Don Fry with a katana against this gigantic hell beast. Oh, so Godzilla had a gun. <laughs> Just anyway. hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> they are about 21 feet away. Anyway, um, <laughs> the biggest problem here is he gets stopped. 
By who, Parker? Do you remember who stands in his way and spreads his I arms? I do not. It's been a long time. It's Baby Godzilla. Oh, you hate to see it, folks. Oh, no. Not Baby Godzilla. You hate to see it. Why? Why? Why is he in everything? He is adorable. I want to hug him. Fuck you. He's not adorable in this movie. I'm not going to see it. It's fine. He's never been adorable. God, I hate it so much. That is categorically false. Oh, boy. Can I just say something about Godzilla fans? What the fuck is wrong with all of you people? All these fucking movies. I've you seen people. all of them. Yes. Neglect mostly. I you mean, fucking wasn't people. wasn't good at sports. Didn't like going outside a lot. Oh. oh. Just me and my monster friends. Not trying to get Island. personal here or anything like that. But God. You know what? I'm not going to I'm not gonna say that Godzilla fans aren't sincere. Because they actually watch all of these. And they actually say, yeah, this is okay. Just I, We can't just make a movie about a giant lizard destroying Tokyo. That's not enough of a story in itself. We have to have people with psychic powers. You have to have time-traveling what aliens. What if these aliens said, hey, we need Godzilla's help? And then we're like, ha-ha, got you. Actually, we now control Godzilla's brain and then put it back on Earth. <laughs> yeah, now here's a giant metal Godzilla. Oh, that's really cool. He's from space. What? Yeah. Hi, we're just... from Planet X. Uh, hold on, hold out. on. You can Who have is monsters? beefing with Space Godzilla? I... I have said words. I have said on record that Space Godzilla is my favorite. So Space don't Godzilla even is step. A pog. He's a thought. <laughs> he is an entire fam. So he is a nasty hoe and a bona fide snack. Yes. So there will be no Space Godzilla slander on here. Um, Thank so you. glad we're in agreement. I, I have seen every Godzilla movie, and I am a worse person for it. Do not do what I have done. I and will be seeing King of the one. Monsters in theaters in the big show. So, If only somebody had warned you about this. Yeah, I, I wish I had a if friend who only someone who, who grew up with me. these is like, hey man, this is a terrible idea, and I like these. Yeah, well, one of these days I'll have a friend who will warn me, something like that. Anyway, I watched... How many Gamera movies are there? Cortana. <laughs> yeah, okay. To see it. Nice try. You can't assign me something I've already seen. Uh-huh. I th- I, not all of them. I actually just make I, sure I, you right check start movies a new page. List. Yeah, I have to admit. Start Daddy a new list. Oh God, <laughs> you you know my weakness. Um, and the the one other movie I watched, and I'm actually really excited to talk about this one. Um, it's called Stop Making Sense. It's a concert oh, movie. Nice, nice. Yeah, by uh, Talking Heads. I fucking loved it. I uh, I actually. I didn't know I loved this band. <laughs> I, it's I, the best concert movie ever made. It's I, not. It, I think everyone agrees with you on that one. It's certainly better than Woodstock, I'll tell you that much. Uh, it It's just so much fun. So uh, I will give you like a little bit of background here. I, I'm going to try not to go too long on this, but I was really only familiar with three of their songs. Once in a Lifetime, which is my favorite. Psycho Killer, which I initially did not like. And Burning Down the House, which was just ubiquitous. So I didn't care. Man, everyone hates Psycho Killer at first. It grows on you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't know why, but like, I saw the Alamo trailer, I saw David Byrd dancing around. I was just like, at first, it was kind of irritating, but I was just like, I, I gotta see that. I gotta, I gotta see what that is. And I go in there, and I saw it by myself. And I was the youngest person in the theater by 30 years, and it was this performance here by. Uh, they had like a person who introduces like the movie party thing. They gave me like a blow, a blow up uh, guitar that I didn't use, a blow up something else I didn't use, and some other like light stick or something. I was just like, nah, I'm just gonna just gonna like watch the movie, experience it. The woman introduced me was really cringy. There was an awful dance contest. I I was just so embarrassed that I was like just staring hard at my water, 
Anyway, they were like, and then the worst news. Oh, this is a sing-along. David Byrne is a professional singer. He gets paid money to make vocal utterances that are both rhythmic and melodic. You guys don't get paid to do that. Please do not sing. I paid money to hear him. Luckily, no one sang, but everyone actually like got up and danced around in front of the theater, and it actually totally added to it. Everyone was really getting it. Everyone was like a hard, hardcore uh, David Byrne fan, or Talking Heads fan. Anyway... I, I was just from the first song, which was Psycho Killer, just played on an acoustic guitar with a drum beat. It was like, I've never been so engrossed in a movie before. I was just like, holy shit, I fucking love this. Uh, Tina Weymouth is probably the most talented member of that band on bass. She's incredible. And David Byrne, I cannot take my eyes off him. He is so much fun to watch. So I, I give this like my highest recommendation. I absolutely love this movie. I immediately, as soon as I walked out of the theater, I downloaded the soundtrack. When does Godzilla show up? Uh, <laughs> May thirty first. It's it's great because David Byrne is such a fucking dweeb, but like oh, yeah. totally sells the band. That's like, the weirdest thing. It's like you watch him, you're like, he is both the least coolest man in the world and the coolest man in the world. I don't know how he's doing this. That dude gives hope to all of the sad pepes on the world. Like, you pretty much do not get Bill Nye without David Byrne. So good and bad there. That's that's apps, yeah. That's a good comparison. <laughs> it actually like physically, they're both kind of like scrawny oh, and kind of weird buddy, on stage. Buddy, have you have you seen the the new season? New I, of course I have. I have seen <laughs> the entire thing. Buddy, <laughs> I have a lot of hours. Of All I can think about is that gif of him like with the DJ then yes. let's spin the record. It's oh, <laughs> dreadful. Uh yeah. Parker, I don't think you've seen uh, Stop Making Sense, have you? No, no, I've not. It's it's debatable as to whether this counts as dad rock because this is well after my dad's time for dad rock. I'd say talking heads are dad rock, but it's like abnormy dad rock, so it's like kind of cool still. Dad rock is a vibe. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> you're right. There's actually. there's no guitar wanking in the Talking Heads, so yeah. Uh, okay, now we're talking. Yeah, uh, honestly. Parker, I'd say you should give it a shot. I think you'll like it. It's when he comes out in that big suit. I kept everyone kept talking about, oh man, David Bergen's big suit. You got to see his big suit. He comes out and the suit's like a size up. It's like uh, it's kind of it's kind of kind of like baggy on him. You're like, uh, I don't know. It's, I guess it's a big suit. Shit, I got suits bigger than that. And then he comes out I, in I a real big suit suits. and he looks yeah. shell shocked. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. I I said out loud, oh fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's actually no, like, like really, really seriously, good. like even if you're not a fan of music, that is the best concert movie. You ever. you will you'll become a big fan of yeah. this movie. I, I love it. I'm probably gonna buy it on Blu-ray. So uh Alex, what did you watch? Okay, so I'm gonna start this segment off with a little game. As uh as you guys know, I work the graveyard shift. It's a lot of TVs on. You know, we try to keep some sort of sports on, which in the middle of the night ends up being a lot of, you know. Counter-Strike, Japanese wrestling, pick your poison, like, strongest man, but, like... You'd love to see it, folks. Like, the early 90s. It's a mess. But uh, we had, uh, on Saturday night, we had NFL Network on, and they were showing a uh, NFL Films playoff game. So I'm gonna... I am going to give you guys a chance to assign me a movie if you are able to guess which playoff game I watched while I was at work on Saturday night. Now, your clues are... This was NFC playoffs, and it happened in the last 25 years. 
and I'll give you each one guess. Jesus. Huh. It is a memorable game that you will know immediately when I say it. So, like, I'm not just like, ah, yeah, you know, Steelers-Browns in 2003, you know, the Kimo von Olhoffen game. Like, no. <laughs> That's not well. a person. Oh, it is. Um, tell you what. I'm gonna say... It's the Cowboys game where Tony Romo screwed up the the hold for the I'm extra point. Kill myself. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but okay, I got it. Right. I don't. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's say something recent. Let's do the Niner Seahawks Sherman Sherman game, the Sherman Crabtree game. <laughs> also incorrect. Oh. Y'all. What was it? Spent three hours at work watching the We Want the Ball and We're Gonna Score game. <laughs> It was so fucking good. How That's did I incredible. not think of that? I'm How was so that not the first thing on my on Because my like like it was like five thirty in the morning and I waved over one of my coworkers I'm like Jordan Jordan come here and he's like yeah I'm like dude you know what game we're watching right now? He's like no what is this? I see like Amon Green, I see Matt Hasselback, like what is this? I'm like I just I pull him close and I'm like you want the ball, and we're going to score. And he fell on the floor laughing. I was so happy. <laughs> One of the greatest games of all time. Oh, my God. All I can think about right now is Al Harris raising up his finger. <laughs> that that image is forever burned into my retina. That game is so unbelievably iconic, and I'm so happy that I got to relive it at 5.30 in the morning with a bunch of drunk people. It's oh, so it fucking back. good. It takes me back to the simpler days of being at my parents' house where they had every ESPN and just watching these replays at 6.30 in the morning, seven up all night, gaming, and everyone else went to bed, and I didn't want to play Halo by myself against the Brits. So I just watching. Oh, man. Better times. Right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up, Alex. Of course, I had to. When I saw it, I was like, my first thought was I have to tell everyone about this. And my second thought was I have to tell no one about this so it could be a dumb game. <laughs> As I am apropos to do. Yes. Now, I only watched one movie this week. And it was a bit of a doozy because your boy sat down and finally watched Widows. Oh, man. I haven't done that yet. Me neither. Play it on me. So nobody told me Widows is a heist movie? What? Wait, what? Wait, I thought you saw the trailer 30 times like I did. I sure did, but I'm like, okay, so Daniel Kalula's running around murdering people, and Liam Neeson is here for some reason. I didn't realize we were getting all of the heist movie parts of, like, assembling the crew and, like, finding the plans and, you know, all of that, like, all of the shit that I live for in heist movies. I thought it was secondary and not the central plot, and I was real, real happy. Like... This movie is not as violent you want as you want it to be, other than when they cut away to Daniel Kalula. Kaluya. I can't talk. It's it's a difficult name to say, it's okay. I get his name wrong every time, yeah. but I'm racist, um, so it helps. Yeah, but like it's twenty minutes of like women sitting around scheming and then a cut to him just murdering people in a gym. Like it's just back and forth about it. It's real nice. There's a lot of good. Now for the bad. And it's less of a what's bad and more of a who's bad. And of course, the answer is the Orange Man. <laughs> God damn it! It's not uh, a lot. Nice. Like it's it's an over two hour movie, and there's like two scenes of it. But like Robert Duvall screaming about you know people taking over his neighborhood, and his son played by Colin Farrell somehow, 
What? I can't come again. <laughs> being like, I can't wait for your generation to die so we can do things the right way. It's a little Orange Man bad. <laughs> and speaking of Colin Farrell, I'll interrupt. But they've been watching season two of True Detective, which I never watched. Right. What a fucking waste of Colin Farrell. Well, there's a lot of waste in that what season. Is, what is he? What is that voice? Just let it be Colin Farrell. I'm sorry. Like I just watched the finale last night, and it I feel me. that. Like. This is a Chicago movie, and Colin Farrell's Chicago accent is actually pretty good. This is worth a watch. Like, it's a legitimately good movie. It was on my list forever, and then it just fell off as more stuff started coming out. It's not as violent as you want it to be, but it's way more suspenseful than you're expecting it to be. I'm going to write that down. I need to get to it. Yeah, it's it's worth your time. But also, there's, I, I mean, like, a lot of... I like the way it's filmed because a lot of the movie gets recontextualized as you go along. Like mm-hmm. the the like beginning scene is like Liam Neeson's crew dying, and like the movie's of course about all their wives like having to pull off a, like a heist to. I'm not going to spoil it, but will have to pull off a heist because like they fucked up. And there's a lot of flashback scenes with Liam, Liam Neeson and Viola Davis when they're like fighting and stuff like before he died, and you're like, this is kind of weird because they have one fight where like. Where, like, she just screams at him, like, yeah, you know our son wouldn't be dead if you didn't marry me. And it's like, that's a fucking weird thing to say. And then an hour later, you get their son getting blown away in a police pullover. It's like, oh, oh, it's that movie. Okay. That changes things. Okay. But it, it's, like, really well filmed. It's really well acted. You'll you'll have a good time with it, Parker. Chris, okay. you would too, honestly. I, I, I might get to it it's, eventually. It's a good I think movie. it was burned out by seeing the trailer a million times. That is understandable. Yeah. It is a star-studded cast, and everyone's going for it, and I respect that. Good, good. Parker, buddy, you got some stuff you want to talk about. <clears throat> oh, I'm so ready. We're already a half hour in. Do you want me to whittle this down a bit? Whatever no. you feel comfortable with. Okay. <laughs> Let me just start with how my week started. So, as I want to do, I'm on Letterboxd going through lists, like all these horror movies, and I see one Best. called One Missed Call, and I'm like, you know what? I vaguely remember this coming out when I was in high school. Oh, fuck. I remember this, too. Okay. Yeah, I remember the poster. So I pulled up on Wikipedia, and right up there in the introduction, right after, directed by so-and-so, starring this and this, the film was released in North America on January 4th, 2008. Despite being a moderate success, the film was panned, often regarding this the worst J-horror remake. It became the worst-reviewed film of 2008, receiving a rare 0% rating approval. <laughs> so I downloaded it because <laughs> you threw the gauntlet down. When yeah, this movie exists, got a zero. Fuck you, <laughs> y'all. That sounds like something I would do. So the plot of the movie is it's 2008, and everyone's getting these phone calls. But the thing is, the phone calls are dated at the date and time they're gonna die, which is sometimes in the future. Isn't that scary, folks? Wouldn't it always be in the future? Correct. What really owns oh, is that it's 2008, so everyone has just the shittiest flip phones you've ever seen, and I kind of got nostalgic for it. Yeah, oh, every is this a razor phone. movie. Yeah, they're not even razors; they're clunkier than that. They also, they're like the phones that I had. I, it, it did something to me deep down. I'll be honest with you. There's one scene. Okay, like ten minutes in, so obviously there's a cold open where someone dies. So like, oh my god, and someone called the phone and then she died. Five minutes later, one of her friends shows up to a party. They asked, like, hey, so how was it? And I wrote this down here. It was a funeral. It sucked. From now on, I only go to parties where no one gets cremated. <laughs> so it's really, really good. That's like a great comedic line. It's 
Not supposed really to be. Funny. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Now, only Dennis Miller got... would have come up with that in Bordello's Blood, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is zero percent, but here's the problem with it. This movie does not deserve zero percent, because like an hour in, our heroine, who's I guess in high school, is walking home from class, and she sees something weird by the house, and it's got like pillars in front, and as she turns the corner, Ray Weiss just walks out like, Sup, I'm in this movie. <gasps> That's, guess what? That's, at least an, that's worth at least 15 percentage points. Come on. He, he's just hanging out at her house to tell her that he, he's a producer. His son was possessed once, and now he hosts a show called American Miracles, oh, which fuck. is like Unsolved Mysteries, except they also do exorcisms on it. Is that like Joe Walsh hosting uh, yes. America's Most Wanted? Except instead of America's Most Wanted, it's ghosts. <laughs> it's... <laughs> so good this movie's utter dog shit everyone's real bad but boy i was having a wonderful time with it so then i want parker, to real wait movie. parker oh question here just I, I have to know mercy notes and dozy notes little lambsy divey a kiddly divey too wouldn't you let me ask you your question with another question do you want to watch a movie and go what is that margaret cho because if so one miscalls the movie for you <laughs> the 2000s were so good boy that, that was a different year so what are the deaths like in that movie is it like the final destination thing where they like get hit by a car or it's like really elaborate or is it just like the death note sort of they have a heart attack yes <laughs> sometimes they tried sometimes they didn't <laughs> 80 minutes what can you do it gets real dumb which you know that's what you want. So better or worse, uh, one miss call or uh, what, what was it called? Truth or dare? Oh, <laughs> one miss call is a nostalgia going for me, and also Ray Wise. Well, there that that, that would give him the edge, yeah. Just showing up, just like hiding at her house, and he just emerges like from the shadows. Like, hey, you know, my son was possessed. You want to be on my TV show? That's fantastic. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Christopher. You're a fan of Silent Hill. I, I love Silent Hill. So I have to ask, have you ever seen Jacob's Ladder? No, not yet. I keep meaning to. Wow, I, really? I, I feel like I'm not a real fan because I haven't seen it yet. I keep forgetting. Now that I've watched it, you should. You absolutely I, should. Okay. Because there's it. no question like, oh, they definitely watched this movie. There there are a lot of in, inspirations that they took, one of which is Kindergarten Cop. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to get to it, I promise. They also took a lot of inspiration from, Silent, from uh, Twin Peaks. If that's what okay. I think too. Like the hospital scene, I've seen it a thousand times ever since, and with good reason, because it's so effective just in the middle of the movie. But like I went into it knowing the twist, but what's interesting is he watch it and it's like, oh, they tell you outright like twenty times what the twist is. Like, oh. It's very clear on what's happening. Oh, I'm I, not uh... sure why everyone in nineteen ninety was so confused. Even I don't know what the twist is. So oh, I'm, I'm kinda lucky uh, in that way. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get on it, I promise. Alright. But, you know, it asks a lot of questions like, you know, a man trapped in purgatory. Will he let go of his past? Can he move on with his life? Do they serve beer in purgatory? And Chris, that's what my <laughs> jerk of the week is, Tucker Max. If you could see the look on my face. <laughs> I deserve this, don't I? You love to see it, folks. <laughs> Uh, you told me to watch Night of the Hunter, and that movie absolutely slaps. 
Yeah, that what a boy. gorgeously yeah. shot movie. Mm-hmm. And it's the only one that Charles Lawton never made. Or directed, hey, at least. Might as well go out on top. Right? Oh, boy, that movie is... That is the perfect expression of film as a nightmare. You know? It, the entire thing just feels like a bad dream. It's got German expressionism with some of the shots and stuff. I, I think the <laughs> I think the little boy is a better actor than the little girl. You're going to do her impression? <laughs> He's bad. <laughs> it's me. Robert Mitchum is terrifying in that movie. It's not often I watch one of these old-timey movies, and immediately I'm like, this would be way better on a big screen. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You have to understand, for me, I, I, I have to tell the story, because this is the way I feel. I When I first started really watching movies, I started watching a lot of the old silent movies, you know, really good ones, like Birth of a Nation. You hate to see it, folks. <laughs> yeah, but the, the one good thing about Birth of a Nation was that it had uh, Lillian Gish. Jish. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Jish because it reminds me of that character in the Blair thumb. Lillian Jish is the best part Christ. of that movie. And she's also good in Intolerance and Broken Blossoms and Way Down East and a whole bunch of other movies. She is incredible. Like, she's very clearly the best actress in the world at this time. And so you constantly want to, like, see her. But... Time goes on, she ages, and sound movies come along, and she doesn't have a job anymore. You never see her again. You're like, damn, I really miss her. She comes back for this movie, and when you first hear her voice, it is, I don't know, for me, it was like kind of a minor miracle. And it's also enhanced by the fact that she's holding a double barrel shotgun. That certainly does help. Yes. <laughs> it, that movie books it, too. There's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. If that movie's made today, we're talking 215, 220 easy. <laughs> I, I there think... is a lot crammed into that tight 90 minutes. <laughs> the only thing that I would say is a criticism of that movie is... Um... Is it's not the it's not the boy's father. They come across some guy very very early in the movie who's trying to <laughs> hide the money. Oh no, shall I hide it over there? He is very clearly not a good actor. And someone just said, "Yeah, one takes enough." <laughs> <laughs> why why take two when one does the trick? <laughs> On to the next location. Yeah, uh, I happen to love it, Alex. I don't know if you've seen Night of the Hunter. I would say definitely give it a try. I'll keep that in mind. If you've seen uh, Do the Right Thing, that whole yeah. love, hate on the knuckles thing, they kind of took it from that. So. Okay. I don't know why they did it, so uh, Spike Lee, you're still a mystery to me. Uh, oh, let me just uh, move past this here. Yeah. <laughs> friends, have either of you seen Arachnophobia? Nah, one of my friends has avianphobia, though. God, I wish. <laughs> let me set the scene for you. Wait, hold on. Your friend doesn't like the bird teams? <laughs> How the fuck am I supposed to find? Whatever. <laughs> okay, so we got a cold open here. This dude's in South America on an expedition doing doesn't matter. And he's got a fever. He's like, hey guys, I don't feel so hot. And they're like, ah, oh, you're cool. He's like, guys, I seriously don't feel so hot. Then he gets bit by a big fucking spider. Just a real go-fuck-yourself spider. He dies. They find his corpse. They're like, oh, man. I guess that fever got him. Let's box him up and send him back. And they send him back with the spider in the casket. Spider <laughs> gets out, gets outside, gets picked up by a bird, gets carried off for a while, and in mid-flight, that thing just drops dead. And it happens to land next to a house where Jeff Daniels is moving in with his family. <laughs> <laughs> There's your setup, folks. It is... Oh, fuck. That's real good. You want to see a powerful John Goodman cameo. <gasps> Ooh, you that just sold me. going for it as the exterminator. He made a choice, <laughs> and he sticks with it the whole time. Real good. 
but an hour fifty is goddamn insane. Mm, that is, it should be illegal for a rushing up on there. <laughs> oh, it hasn't been much. Let's see. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> I watched a movie called Splice, starring one Adrian Brody. Oh, oh yes, you. our you, favorite, I, y'all. I'm so ready for you to talk about his fashion. His, the fucking graphic tees with vests over them he wears in this movie with his cool guy <laughs> hair from 2009. It was a look. Incredible. So many studded jeans. Has, so Adrian Brody and his has, girlfriend slash wife. <laughs> has Parker seen Dragon Blade yet? Uh, Have you? Parker has not. Oh, oh but Parker would like to. I thought, I thought you were a real Jackie Chan fan, but okay. Jackie Chan and Adrian Brody as a Roman general and John Cusack. You'd love to see You know, an A-list star. Please continue (laughs) about the era of Jinkos. (laughs) Adrian Brody and his wife, girlfriend, whoever, they're genetic engineers who decide, you know what? All these animal genes we're splicing, it's pretty cool. Let's pop some human DNA in there, see what happens. So this thing just looks like this fucking homunculus blob, just this absolute nightmare. It starts growing a bit. It looks like a naked mole rat with rabbit legs. And it's got a little tail with a stinger on it. And they're just raising it in secret. And then it keeps growing. Until the point it just looks like a 20-year-old woman, but with like a weird face and a tail. Agent Brody fucks that thing. He fucks that monster thing. It's... It's a lot. When I looked it up and saw this is the guy who directed Cube and, like, nothing else, <laughs> it really sent me down a rabbit hole. There's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> it sounds like Adrian Brody went down a rabbit hole, too, buddy. He yeah. fucked an alien monster thing that then tried to kill him with her stinger tail. And then she just grew wings. It's, it's a lot going on. So we find out that this weird thing they made can switch genders. So they just fucking murked this thing. They're like, fuck, this thing needs to die. It comes back from the dead as a man. Go ahead and piece together what wonderful scene happens next. It, oh, it no. fucks Adrian That's what Brody. you need 95 minutes into your movie is a monster raping a woman. Thanks again, France. Movie ends. That thing dies. Her husband dies. She's pregnant with it. Credits. Go fuck yourself. So you watched a foreign movie? This is what you get? I've been telling you. Uh, yeah, this sounds very up Chris's alley. Yeah, I'm yeah right you off love the, bat. It, the sodomy, France, Adrian Brody. Those are your favorite things. Let me get to the main event, guys. I've been excited to talk to you about this all week. Because I went down a rabbit hole myself in another Discord about Oh, movies. yes, you did. Someone watched Bubble Boy. And that <laughs> yes. someone is me. <laughs> I'm going to take you on a journey through this movie, because even if you've seen it, you don't remember all of it. Christopher, my friend, have you ever seen it? No, I haven't seen Bubble Oh, you love to see it, folks. (laughs) So the movie starts with him flying at the camera in said bubble as the opening riff of Damn It by Blink-182 plays. (laughs) First ten seconds in the movie. He's got an over-religious mom who just, like, looks and behaves like a mom from the 1950s. We get to see her see him get his first boner because that's funny. He falls in love with the girl next door ten minutes into the movie. But they can't be together because he's stuck in his bubble. So her cool boyfriend, played by the guy who played Deputy Doofy in Scary Movie, by the way. like, hey, we're going to go to Niagara Falls and get married. And he's like, oh, jeez, I gotta go stop him. Leaves the house. 
Damn it plays a second time. <laughs> we see a Zach Galifianakis who looks younger than I look now, which was troubling. <laughs> he can't afford a bus ticket, Chris. He doesn't have any money. But luckily, a school bus shows up full of cult members. Now, Chris, this movie takes place in the year 2000. Yes. Ooh. I will give you 10 seconds on the clock. Oh, if you yes. The stunt... C-list celebrity they got to be the cult leader. You can assign me whatever you want. Ten seconds starting now. Uh, Tom Green. Close-ish. Uh, Polly Shore. Close-ish. No. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Keep going, buddy. Michael Myers. I'm sorry. The answer we were looking for was Fabio. Because <laughs> isn't that fucking crazy, guys? Hey, you know who wasn't a joke anymore in the year 2000? <laughs> I, I really like him from his Fox News appearances. <laughs> There's a joke that I laughed really hard at and felt immediately guilty about, which is... So the mom's like, alright, fuck this. The mom, by the way, is played by the therapist from Cruel Intentions. That's for you. Oh, fuck oh, yes. Good. So she has her dad forge a ransom note, and the note says as follows. Mr. and Mrs. Livingston, we have kidnapped your son. Pay $100,000 or he dies. Signed, the Jews. I laughed <laughs> so fucking hard. <laughs> so embarrassing. Like, fuck. All right, all right. Do you have, like, a screenshot of that? <laughs> I can give... Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that might be an emoji. So Bubble Boy's on his own again, right? But wouldn't you know it, Danny Trejo rides up on a motorcycle and teaches him about love and oh. gives him a ride to Vegas. Oh God bless! Does he find the clitoris? <laughs> he does not. But one thing is to leads to another, and he ends up on a traveling freak show train with a bunch of the whack packers from the Howard Stern show, and also the Schnozberries guy from Snooper. <laughs> Now, Alex, let me ask you a question. Who do you think leads this traveling band of freaks? Dude, Tom Green. Say Tom Green. <laughs> it has to be Sean William Scott, right? The answer is Vern Troyer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now, it's 2000. You better believe there's a joke about an Indian dude and his weird religion. He's also giving a bubble boy a ride, because that's every movie at this time period. You just go from set piece to set piece with gay panic and racism and pop punk. <laughs> but it's fine. It'd be weird long if we watched a movie with that. <laughs> long story short, they accidentally hit a cow. Guess what happens? You oh, guessed no. it. The Indian guy gets out and starts praying. It's at this moment, while he's on the side of the road praying, that you hear... You gotta keep them separated. And then Danny Trejo <laughs> and all of his motorcycle gang drive through the corpse of a cow. All right. I need all to right. see this. I, I, I'm Time is this running this out. He has to get there. He finds an old man on a propeller plane. Damn it plays for the third time this week. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll just have to see for yourself how it ends out. I, oh, oh my god. I, my... You know I'm going to. Alex, I'm going to download it before you. <laughs> I'm not saying I also downloaded all eight American Pies, but I'm not saying I didn't either. So I We are going down a dark path right now. So I I've guess I found the ending theme for this them, episode. But, uh... I've been waiting to talk about this for days. I was so excited. I spent all week like, I don't really have anything good to talk about. And then it happened. <laughs>
Oh, oh thank you for that. That's incredible. Let's talk. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even remember Bubble Blue was actually a movie. I thought it was a bit on Seinfeld. No. I, I definitely remember it was a movie. I remember distinctly it was also getting some of the worst reviews I'd ever it, seen. I laughed an embarrassing amount of times at jokes that I would be embarrassed if anyone heard me laugh. <laughs> Signed the <laughs> Jew. Like, I didn't even get to the... <laughs> You know there's a scene where an Asian man yells things loudly and it's funny. Yeah. They talk funny. And then yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal yells it back, also in the same accent. Because that's funny. <laughs> Fuck. Incredible. They just didn't give a shit back. Man, pre-9-11 comedies were, were a roller coaster of racism. Oh, yeah. <sighs> and pop punk. I mean, there was still some of that post-9-11. There was a, there was a kind of a racist joke in Doom. I... I believe it. It just bugged me, too. It, like, it didn't even make sense. It was just annoying. It was just racist for the sake of being racist. It wasn't even racist to serve as a joke. Ah, uh, yes, like the orange man. <sighs> Who is am bad? Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about Detective Pikachu. So the first problem here is the trailers. Oh, my God. The fucking Aladdin trailer and the <laughs> and the uh, Lion King and the Aladdin back to back, it's like ten minutes each. It was longer than a fucking uh, what was that short uh, Frozen, it's... the Adventure of the Snowman or whatever. I was like starting like chew my own leg off like a wolf caught in a bear trap. <sighs> you watched trailers in 2019. You're an amateur. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just. I not rolled gonna in. I saw it. like a trailer and a half, and I was good to go. You you are so. Right, you're like I got the Godzilla trailer. I win. I also oh. got the Godzilla. Yeah, that was a good. That was so a good. good. I was. It's I was. So yeah, that was good. I need that movie more than I've ever needed any movie in my life. I uh, might see it three times the first week. There's yeah. a good chance. So I'm definitely looking. I'm getting in there IMAX early here. to see it, and then I'm driving out to bumfuck Dallas to go see it on a real IMAX. Okay, okay. Let's let's talk about Pikachu. So uh, Pikachu is based on uh, the Pokemon series. It is, in fact, the movie is technically called Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Like we're fucking stupid or something. Uh, hey, hold on, hold on, because I actually have a comment on this. Because this is one of the things that I appreciate the most about this movie. Okay, go for it. It's that this movie does not bullshit you with origin story, with what Pokemon are. They just like if you buy a ticket to see Detective Pikachu, they just assume you know what's going on. I respect that about this movie more than almost anything else. It's like, all right, here's this world. Go. Like, Why do they just say their names? No, no fuck story. you. Honestly, yeah, it's been two okay. decades. You had a chance to figure it out if you wanted to. I mean, to. there's that. That's the thing is Pokemon. Uh, Alex, you mentioned this recently. Pokemon is still relevant. Pokemon is still a big thing. They're still making the games, and kids oh, for still sure. really, really like Pokemon. But, you know, the other thing about it is that, and also, Alex, I mean, Parker, you are correct. If you don't know what it is after the two decades it's been out by now, this is on you. The other thing about it is I went in here, I have not seen uh, the like a Pokemon anime in a long time. I haven't even played the games in far too long. I gotta start up Ruby and Sapphire one of these days. I went in there for like the pre-show because Adrian said it'd be really good, and the one thing I did not miss was Ash's voice. Holy shit. But like oh, they it's have, not good. They have all these like unique remember those commercials and stuff like that. I was like, oh I've never seen this Pokemon video before. This is kinda cool or whatever. It's like I'm like that's some of the nostalgia's coming back. But I have to admit, I think the movie is actually doing a pretty good job of just, like, subtly, like, like weaving in, like, what Pokemon are, how they work, and all this other stuff into the narrative. It just, 
even if you're not familiar with it, I think you'd still be able to kind of get it just based on watching uh, the movie instead of Pokemons can use attacks. You use them in trainer battles. You go to a Pokemon center. And like, they never use terms like that. He says, hey, he needs a healing Pokemon. It's like, right off the bat, I know what that's going to do, you know? And there were some Pokemon that I do not know, like that those giant ones in the middle of the second act, I have no idea what those were, but the movie just makes it so it's like, okay, I can sort of put it together what they are and how they work. I, I don't know. It just worked really well for me. So you would uh, think that you would think that more movies would employ the strategy, but also how many times have we seen Batman's parents get murdered? So oh, Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that that's why I appreciated it because yeah, that's, that's a good point audience isn't stupid. This is a kids movie and they're like, even the kids aren't dumb. Like this yeah. is fine. Yeah. Actually, I saw it with a ton of kids around me, and uh, I'm happier for it because the kids really got into it. They were they were just so happy. They were you know, pointing at the screen. It was like, look, that one's my favorite, you know? They, they, I don't know. I just really liked it. Also, most of the parents they were <laughs> about my age. So uh, everyone in the theater was familiar with Pokemon on some level or another. I, I have vivid memories of my parents going with me to see Pokemon, the first movie. Same. And how quickly they checked out, like... You know what? We'll be in the lobby. Like they sat yeah. through so much with me, but they were like, "I cannot take this." That's essentially what my dad was. My dad was not a fan. Like that and the Power Rangers movie were the two where they just fucking tapped out. Like, you know what? Don't leave your seat. Come out in the credits. Next week's like episode: that. Turbo, a Power a Power Rangers. Oh, movie. Hell yeah, bitch! <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm gonna uh, introduce a segment now. It's called uh, Scott Steiner's Maths, and <laughs> It just goes something like this. So normally you have 151 Pokemon in the first two games, which are originally three. So you only have less than a 1% chance of catching a Pikachu. But then the other games introduce more Pokemon. So your chances of finding a talking Pikachu drastic goes down. So now Mewtwo knows that he can't find my dead father. So... (laughs) (laughs) Basically, the numbers all add up, and they spell great box office returns. <laughs> oh, fuck. Future episode right there. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. 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 Come on. I have not seen that since it came out, and I am very, very ready to revisit it. Yeah. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. Number 23. Pepe Sylvia. So, um, is the protagonist in this movie the same guy who was really annoying in Jurassic World 2? Buddy. Which movie had your favorite running down a mountain around CGI monsters? Was it this one or <laughs> Jurassic World I was about 2? to say, because, boy, he was the worst part of Jurassic World 2 for me. Like, that's I'm not, not ready to movie. commit that to any I, single yeah. person. <laughs> for me, I'm not for me saying was. he was at all good in that movie, but there was also a dinosaur veterinarian who was also a nasty woman. So. <laughs> it's like a fucking Detroit Piston. <laughs> Everyone did their part. I just remember groaning whenever he said anything on screen. I was really mad he didn't get eaten. Anyway, he's in this movie, and he's really good at being a big pussy. So that first scene that he's in, yeah, it, like oh fuck, what am I in for? Because that it, is it's, the worst acted scenes I have seen in a movie theater. Right, five years. It's also that's Parker. You'll you'll get this reference. That is not our protagonist. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to open my eyes, and the real protagonist will be on screen. Oh god, no! <laughs> I don't want to catch Pokemon. All right, well I do. So can't watch someone who does. Uh, we made a movie. Uh, we have to have the movie. Um. We gotta cast we, somebody, right? I guess we should talk about the plot. Uh, so, good this, luck. This big pussy lives in, 
I, I guess Japan because they drive on the on the other side of the road with the steering wheel. Yeah, I'm assuming it's in yeah, Japan, but everyone speaks English because you know they I want mean, to, move I to mean, make that's, money. That's hardly. Yeah, I don't care. Who cares? It's fictional. They're Pokemon going. Anyway, they live. They're real to me. First they, off, yeah, they live and work with and interact with Pokemon. And if you don't know what those are, then go listen to one of our other episodes, not the first episode. <laughs> uh, in anyway. which we discuss what Pokemon are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. I guess. And this is the episode where I cry and it awakens Stone Pikachu. <laughs> oh, well, uh, actually. Anyway. Um, so, uh, anyway, this, ki- this kid has lost his uh, mother and lost his father. Good. Just what Mojo. I needed. Um, he goes to the city, to Rhyme City, to uh, collect his father's bones. And, and yes, the other Rhyme artifacts. City, the city that is founded by Pokemon Elon Musk. Yeah, pretty much. And we're, okay. As actually, soon as I, I saw that old man, I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Guy, yeah got it. Well, thanks, movie. Bill Nehe. Yeah. <laughs> and his son, Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, oh, I wrote that too. <laughs> I was about to text you. I was Bless. saving that one. Damn it. Anyway, Hi. You'd love to see that. You win. You win the biscuit. Bang, bang. Anyway, I, I, I will admit this is one of the things that I kind of liked about it is it's kind of, Pokemon's kind of weird when you think about it. It's kind of, it's kind of yeah, tough to show to really kids. really fucked up. Yeah. Like just talking Pokemon. Anyway, it's, I think the idea here is that like, it's kind of weird for me to show. It's like, look, we enslave them. Then we make them fight, and then we just figure out a way for them to just shovel all that money into my money pit. I I don't see uh, you know how you could make like a live action movie for this for the kids. So instead, they make an entire city where no, we don't fight with Pokemon. They just kind of live here and they just help us out with stuff. They help put out fires, which I don't know. I kind of like it. That's a good way to set up your narrative. It works really, really well, and the imagery is great. Like the fucking Machamp directing traffic around the Snorlax is yeah. like does a lot. Exactly does a lot what I me. want from this movie. Even though both of them are like one third of the size they're supposed to be, it's fine. Machamp being a manlet fucking yeah. owns. Uh, Snorlax being eight hundred pounds and four foot tall is uh, a bit of a problem. <laughs> also, but, you know. same. <laughs> Enough about Harry. Anyway, uh, you know what? It's just. This avatar is so stupid. All these people just want to live in this world and this movie. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> what if I lived in Rhyme City and then the world was a better place? I, I gotta tell you, talk about the visuals. Boy, it sure does look nice, doesn't it? The Pokemon like, look about as good as you can expect, with one exception. Nothing is jarring. Well, one exception for me is uh, Psyduck. Psyduck really looked like it had fur. Why doesn't it have feathers? This brought up a discussion with my compatriot. Oh, no. Who said that Psyduck isn't a duck, it's a platypus. It has a duck in its name. It's a f- It's okay. They're not real, so I'm not mad about it. So anyway, <laughs> stupid fucking movie continues. And uh, he sees Ken Watanabe as uh, the police chief. And uh so Very nice unfortunately on here. Too. Yes. Yeah. I I Pouring one out for him, who probably thought he was getting a bit a better role in this movie than what he yeah. You know what a waste to see here. Goodbye. Like, all yeah. right. See you again. Anyway, it looks like his dad is missing. He shows up to his dad's apartment to collect his stuff, and he breaks open a vial of this awful purple gas that nearly makes him gag and makes some local apoms, which are little monkeys, go crazy. Then he comes across a Pikachu that can hear him talk and it's voiced by Ryan Reynolds. So one of the main controversies about this is that a lot of people say that Ryan Reynolds' voice does not work coming out of Pikachu. How did you guys feel about it? 
I mean, I think I'm just used to hearing Ryan Riddle's voice come out of CGI things. Yeah, I was me. I was very indifferent. Like I, I thought it was fine. I, I, like I don't have an idea in my head of what a talking Pikachu sounds like because why would I? There's never been one. I don't. I've always kind of like imagined that like some of the episodes would be a lot funnier if uh, Ash does this stupid little voice of like, how are we going to defeat Team Rocket? And Pikachu just says, but Ash, remember that we got this one item in this other cave? It just says it like kind of a deep voice or something like that. Better show. Also, (laughs) who would be your dream casting for Pikachu in this movie? James Earl Jones. I have to think about it. Just James Earl Jones. I know who my pick is. Parker. Uh, I mean, Danny DeVito's too easy. Let me circle back to me. (laughs) Oh, can listen. I say? Damn it! <laughs> That's better than what I had. Whatever. Fourth time. <laughs> That's so much better than Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> wow, I'm Pikachu. It's crazy, guys. Where's my hat? So my thing here is, I I liked Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu. I thought he was I thought he was mostly pretty decent. Um, certainly better than if Aubrey Plaza would have done it but uh, I think one of my problems here is there were a couple scenes I think would have been a little bit funnier if it was just Pikachu saying Pikachu like when he's going off to fight the Charizard in that uh, UFC ring he's doing like you know the arm stretch you know where you like stretch your shoulders I just think it's so much funnier if instead of saying oh you gotta stretch your arms you don't want to get sore just explaining the joke it's a little like electric rat just doing arm stretches just him saying Pika Pika would be a whole lot funnier we have to talk about that scene i am very ready to talk about that scene because immediately what came to mind for me as i was watching that was the fucking scene in cradle to the grave for gently that is one of the ones that came a combination to of that and my brain going that can't be diplo right it is diplo yeah. <laughs> sure enough. yeah actually my biggest problem with that scene was it's another club scene. You know how I Your feel favorite. about club scenes. And they literally have, like, four Loudrids there. <laughs> the Pokemon whose special oh, power... That's what that Pokemon's called. Really I loud, didn't know actually. that. <laughs> the Pokemon whose special power is being loud. <laughs> Just blasting sick beats. Now, look. Cool now. I am totally with you on club scenes in general. But also... I am in on any cage fight scene, no matter who is in the cage. Yeah, it does you not. split the difference. Oh, you absolutely. walk into a secret underground club and there's a cage fight going on, I'm in. I don't care. Secret underground Pokemon cage fights, you you're, you got me back in, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You I got have, a lot of goodwill in that scene. I have to admit, I was uh, I was kind of impressed. Even some of the kids in the audience noticed they were just like, wait, you can't do that when uh, the protagonist, whose name I am constantly forgetting, I'm just going to the protagonist. I don't know what his name was, dude. Uh, Ash comes out there and uh, literally stops the Charizard from attacking Pikachu. Just straight up, you're not allowed to do that. It's not in the rules. <laughs> Stop on his fucking tail. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, in the lore, if you stomp on Charizard's tail, it dies. So Yes. My that was, was kind of a fucked up scene, upset. if you know what's going she on. Was yeah. very angry. <laughs> yeah. This, this That's fire-breathing demon lizard. Oh, you stepped on its tail. He can't help it. He's got the, he's got the goof juice. He can't help it. <laughs> oh, speaking of Hellbeast, uh, we forgot to talk about the Mr. Mime scene. Oh, dude, that is like one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Oh, yo, that was one of my favorite scenes, too. So there's a couple. A time. I, so they, did you read the thing about the Pokemon company? No, tell me. So they sent an email, hey, we want to use a bunch of these. And for Mr. Mime, they responded, they're like, hey, so like, what is he? They were like, 
Yeah, we don't know. You probably shouldn't use it. We don't know what the fuck that thing is. <laughs> I think that was like one of the weirdest things in the movie was his hair. That should be hair. It should look like a balloon animal. It made me so uncomfortable. That Mr. Mime scene is like one of the funniest things I've seen in the movie. It's it so funny. So, okay, Alex, I know you picked up on it, but I don't think you guys have seen Basic Instinct yet. When he crosses his legs, I left. Yeah. I, was, I was the only one in the theater, though. I was the only one in the theater who had seen Basic Instinct, so I like yeah. bark laugh. Because he doesn't just cross his legs. He, like, spreads up, like, lifts one up, cocks it in the air, and crosses There's it. There's a his... whole lot of, a whole lot of movies in that scene. And I respect what they went for. That scene but... is incredible. I understand why it was in every trailer now. Yeah. It's so at, fucking at first, I was just like, oh, boy, that falling off the bike thing, that's not going to be that funny. That interrogation scene is so fucking funny. For all we know, he's just still on fire somewhere, you guys. <laughs> there was no closure. Yeah. Oh. No, we saw him later, but it's okay. See, one of the things that had me worried is the opening scene is not funny. And there's about 20 minutes of, oh boy, this is not as funny as I hoped it would be. And this then you get like a couple like lines yeah. where there is no way you're going to prevent yourself from laughing out loud. I think one of the first ones is he's like, when the he releases that purple gas, right? And the A-poms are attacking him and he runs away. He's like, no, no, they're attacking me. They're attacking me. And then as soon as he's in the crowd of people, they, they stop attacking him, kind of like Michigan J-Frog. And uh, <laughs> he says, no, you don't understand. It's because of the stuff that I put up my nose. And I'm like, I don't know why, but it's like, it's perfectly delivered. That's really funny. And the guy just like grabs his girlfriend's shoulder. He's like, all right, pal. <laughs> See, this is also how I felt about the entire scene when they're in the, the underground fight club with the Magikarp. Oh, yeah. Like, that got me. And I wasn't expecting it to get me. But, like, the Magikarp just falls out on the floor in the middle of the battle and he stops and goes, Man, Magikarp sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not even like a little thing for the fans because everyone, even if you live on the moon, you know that Magikarp sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but you also know that alerts tackle at level fifteen. Anyway, uh, <laughs> one of the other lies that got me is there is a girl in here. We will call her the female protagonist. Yes, uh, correct. <laughs> uh, she is in this movie. She is a reporter. I didn't like her introduction because she acts like, I write listicles for BuzzFeed about the cutest Pokemon. I'm like, okay, okay, we get it, we get it. So I, 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 I kind of like that. I, I kind of enjoy her just doing a noir film introduction. I, I, did yeah. kinda, I wish there was a lot more of that in the movie. Yeah, actually, I liked I when the movie that. leaned into that. Yeah, so she had a line there. She's like, oh, come into my office. It's just a broom closet. I love that Pikachu's like, this isn't an office. This is a coffin with pencils. And, but the way better line is, meet me. All right, where it's like, she's like, will you be available tonight or something like that? He's like, I'm really good at being alone at night. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was yeah, laughing really hard at that. Shout out to the Pokemon fans for that one. <laughs> I, I, I really like that one. That one made me laugh very, very hard. Uh, yeah, I've laughed a lot more than I expected. Yeah, I was expecting to go in and be like, okay, some of this is obviously not going to be for me. Like, yeah, of course. Let's be honest with each other. But yeah, it's. I want. I'll be honest. I want to live in this world very badly. Oh like, yeah. Just the streets, the scenes on the streets, just walking through the crowds of people with the Pokemon, just doing their thing. The Squirtles helping him attention. put out the fire. I would volunteer to be a fireman. It was the best part of this movie, was just how cool the fucking world was. Because, because I'll be real, like, I have some serious Ryan Reynolds fatigue at this point, and oh, I'm yeah, fine with that. Like, yeah. again, like, as Pikachu, fine, whatever. I just, I'm yeah. a little bit tired of Ryan Reynolds in general. I think they're trying to force him into it's a lot fun. of things. Yeah. Like, oh, my epic Deadpool. 
Cash some checks, though, man. Our, like, our main character's, like, he's not from the city, but he still knows enough where he's not walking around going, Oh, man, it's a Squirtle! Oh, man, look at all the Bulbasaur! Like, yeah, he, just, he knows what Pokemon are. In fact, he seems kind of great. He's just not very good at, like, catching a Pokemon or having a Pokemon or something like that. I also, I love how dour he gets every time he tells somebody that he sells insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking same, dude. Do you think think he makes decent money in a Pokemon-filled world? Sorry about that. Can you repeat that? Is that an RC car? We were having trouble with a can opener in this house. Oh, my God. I... (laughs) I, I thought it I was apologize. the lawnmower man who went to your house. Oh, I wish. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, he's finally smarter. <laughs> My apologies. That's okay. <laughs> okay, keep that in there. Anyway. Please do. I've got pasta waiting for me as soon as we're done talking about oh, Detective Pikachu. Fuck, I'm jealous. Anyway. I'd love to see it. I love pasta. Anyway, so... Uh, they decide they will investigate the mystery more of how this kid lost his dad and I guess how the Pikachu is able to talk. So uh, they visit a spooky science research lab, which actually reminded me of uh, Zootopia. They do that in the second act, too. Second act is actually where uh, the movie kind of started to lose me because they kind of stopped making jokes. I um, had a couple Justice League moments in this. In yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Oh, you fell asleep? <laughs> no, I didn't fall asleep, but there was a little bit of, like, my you eyes were closed to. for oh, like yeah. seconds, and I don't yeah. keep opening them. Yeah. Oh, fuck, there's a movie on. I guess I gotta open them now. Okay, so here's my biggest problem. Okay, so you're in the world of Pokemon. You finally get Pokemon on screen, like you're living uh, there. Guys, let's talk about holograms Yeah, that's for my like biggest problem, too, buddy. Who gives Whoa, hold a up, fuck hold about any of that? You think the, the can opener got him, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Just fucking just replaying footage. All right, let's watch it from this angle. Okay, let's rewind it and go back further. What about from here? Okay, but what about this angle? Like, I want to be with the Pokemon. Yeah, uh, they, they did do that a lot, didn't they? Um, I... There was that scene I did with not the... need a single flashback in this movie. That's yeah, I. But maybe it's like for the for the kids. I don't want to say it's for China because <laughs> that is unfortunately. It, is. it reminds me of what they did in the Mummy. <laughs> this plot is too complicated for children. Correct. There are way too many twists and turns. I. That I hope that's sarcasm. For little little kids? No, I think for little little kids, I think this was extremely very easy to tell what was going on. Oh, well, I mean. Because they flashback forty-seven times. Well, there's that too, but I, I don't know. I think I think all the kids got it. I, I mean, I'm not exactly polling all the kids, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't think instead of that comment influence. after this podcast and find out. No, yeah, there we go. It's for kids. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I, I have to admit they were going on along and they were looking at. Um, I, I think one of the problems for kids is this movie did get a little bit scary at a couple of times. Those a poms were just like, holy shit, get that fucking nightmare. Dude, the Greninja scene with the string soundtrack like a horror movie. Yeah, like, wait a second. It's like, wait a second. I saw this again. Gonna... <laughs> this is a scene uh, that when I would watch it, they're like, wait, they're doing genetic testing. The Are we gonna see these fucking Pokemon mutate, uh, evolving? You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it just seemed kind of like a lot. Um, there were. Yes, a number of flashbacks. And then the scene with the... Do you guys remember what the name of the giant Pokemon where it's got like an island on its back? Torterra. Torterra, thank you. Um, so 
that entire scene goes on for forever and it just it really kind of felt like the does. movie was sort of like jerking off it's just like look at our special it's effects look what we easily can do the worst cg in the movie like by far but they kept doing it they're just i think they're just trying to show off it almost felt like they were padding the run length you know it was a cool idea them. but because it, it ends with them just all be like hey and then just sitting back down yeah. okay yeah and it leads to i think my worst line in the movie is uh the girl says i'll meet you at the car what do you mean you meet him at the car? That your car doesn't exist anymore. It's in a valley between two Pokemon's backs. Like, okay, we got it. So we had this huge set piece spectacle to show, like, holy fuck, they made them giant. Don't have anything to do with anything. Else. Yeah, how do you like, think about how big that Pokemon's feet are? <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Oh my god. All right, uh, we are joined by uh, Cameron Worrell. Cam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cam's favorite Pokemon is Machop, because <laughs> he's short. <laughs> anyway, um, how, speaking of uh, Pokemon that don't get enough love, how did you guys feel about Psyduck? I thought it was cute being uh, carried around I, the little baby carrier. I, I, I really respected Psyduck throwing a tantrum and then immediately taking a nap. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> that is my aesthetic right there. Like, there's things I begrudgingly smiled at, and the first time you see him just being carried around that little baby born, I was like, okay. Yeah, I just kind of like the scene where he's in the car and you can tell based on Pikachu's reactions that he's effectively threatening the lives of the two humans <laughs> if he doesn't get a foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> the fear in his eyes. Like, What's wrong? Like, oh, nothing. Everything's going great. Oh, that was a cute little gimmick. I wish the, like, the headache thing led to something more substantial and not just a one-off joke against... The Greninja yeah, figures. that's a good point. I really thought that that was going to be a whole lot bigger. That whole middle has a lot of things that are like, all right, we need to get some information. You know Let's where I don't want to be in that movie? Anywhere but the Pokemon City. That's a good Correct. point, Just yeah. let me stay in the Pokemon City. And I'm well, happy. good news. The third act goes back to the Pokemon City. The third act goes many places. Now, this is Doesn't. where Bill Nehe, uh, which is how I'm going to pronounce his name because that's the way I think it's pronounced, uh, reveals that he was a bad guy all along. <gasps> who would have known? You mean the one actor who has credits is the bad guy? <laughs> you just. Milo Yiannopoulos must have been in something, right? Well, anyway. Just check his Twitter. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Got him. You'll love to see it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, he's, he's on Hard Times. He has to star in Hollywood movies. It's not like we can just give him money on Patreon. <laughs> anyway, Bill Nahe reveals his evil plan. He's going to put your soul in a Pokemon, which immediately raised an alarm bell in my head. I was like, oh my god, the furries are like sweating to this scene. They desperately want this to be it's true. finally happening. And the other thing is it also made the twist of the movie incredibly obvious. Like, it was Man, like, did you guys uh, know that like closeted furries call it in the doghouse? Because I found that <laughs> the funniest goddamn thing in the world. That's incredible. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. Oh... I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> that's really like, I'm good. Not, I'm, that's not even a joke. It's actually serious. My furry buddy told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's in a feet, not fur. Anyway, um, so he uses the Mewtwo, of all the things, putting himself inside the Mewtwo to put people's souls inside a Pokemon. <laughs> I have some questions. This is like Katana in uh, Suicide Squad. There's your answer. <laughs> Why he didn't just, he just give the Mewtwo the gas and just not fuck with all that neural net stuff? Does he have to wear that headset forever? Is he just going to be in that chair forever? I, I guess. Don't. His rotting carcass is going to be in there. 
don't understand. We, we can I know be, I'm thinking too hard, and it doesn't actually matter. We can become better versions of ourselves. I put my daughter's body inside of a tangela. <laughs> Thanks for making me a lick-a-tongue. Super cool. <laughs> yeah, so, like, this whole scene sucked, but also all of the parts with the ditto were fucking incredible. That, that was great, a yeah. Goddamn nightmare, and I want it to be destroyed. You know, that's... Rebecca said that it was uh, kind of a creepy moment with the beady little eyes, but... Those I, eyes I, on a human body should not exist. I thought it was funny. I, loved it. I, I don't know. I, I fucking loved it. I loved everything about that scene. I loved when he's hanging off the fucking building by one hand and the <laughs> turns into a Cubo and it starts like. <laughs> that <laughs> it's like, really got me. That did not get really nearly good. enough laughs in my theater. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> if all right, if you were going to put your soul into what into one Pokemon, which one would it be? Machamp, because you can dab and do that. I know what you had to do it to him at the same time. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't top that. Oh, my God. I... Jeez, you won the biscuit. That's all I would do. <laughs> Just standing on sidewalks. <laughs> Dude, why is your Machamp wearing cargo shorts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little boat shorts. What is How in the world did you think of that so fast? It's been on your mind. It might have been on my mind since the moment I saw him directing traffic. (laughs) I've been living with this cursed thought, this and Bubble Boy, for like three days. I've had a rough week. I really can't stop the champ dabbing it, dude. You know I had to do it to him. (laughs) Oh, imagine if there was like a second one and you could get like four beer nerd hands at once. (laughs) Oh my god. That's his finisher. He just spins his whole body. (laughs) (laughs) That's his attack. <laughs> Thought his attack was leaving his five dollar bar tab. Machamp is here and he is pissed. <laughs> he's he's wearing a red you polo. Two to come down. Machamp you know, can, just called it the Chapo live show. <laughs> you can you can nickname your Pokemon. I nickname my Machamp Target. <laughs> hey, wait a second. <laughs> All right, um, so let's talk about that great battle between Mewtwo and Pikachu. I kind of liked it. I kind of realized in the moment, like, there's been, like, two Pokemon battles this whole movie, which is the entire thing of Pokemon, but, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, it's it's revealed. Kind of burned out on big CGI battles for a while, so I wasn't too upset. Yeah, Yeah, no, I was good with this. It's revealed that uh, Pikachu effectively was willing to sacrifice itself for its trainer, which is also, I believe, the ending of, or the resolution of the first Pokemon movie. You actually meant to watch that this week and just completely slipped. Probably for the best. It doesn't hold up. Most likely. I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah. There's one good joke, though. The movie made me cry in theaters as a kid. The the Minnesota Vikings joke was pretty good. Real good. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else in the movie is worth watching, but uh, that one joke's all right. Uh, Yeah, so one of the questions here becomes, is this the first good video game movie? I mean, how are we defining good? Because I will die for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> how are we defining video game movie? I think is the bigger question. Well, this is that's a really broad spectrum. That's oh, that's that's true, and I have not seen all of them uh, yet. <sighs> yeah, yet. Is there a list of this? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. This. Uh-oh. I'd say this is this is a different kind of good for Mortal Kombat. Because <laughs> uh, there's good, yeah. and then there's good. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. There's real good. <laughs> this is the part uh, where we I fall mean, down. 
I've heard the Tomb Raider movie is okay, but I've not watched it. And I have no desire to. <laughs> I'm fine. Wait, just which not one? The new one? The new one. I must be. The I've ones. almost watched it three times because Walton Goggins is in it. I'm going to be honest with Ooh, you. I can talk forever about Daniel Craig's accent. No. <laughs> Don't worry. We will at some point. <laughs> so, what are your criticisms of Detective Pikachu? Just for babies. Yeah, that's... As a baby, comma. I, I kind of thought it would be a little bit more, this is for everyone, but it's not. You know, I'm... It's more than I thought it would be, though. I'm going to yeah, be real, yeah, despite the fact that that just came out of my mouth. I'm kind of glad that it was a kid's movie and not a Ryan Reynolds winking at the camera telling Ryan Reynolds PG-13 jokes movie, because oh, I would have played that movie a lot less. Yeah, that's true. You yeah, know... he even came out and said they have, like, enough footage for an R-rated cut. Oh, I that. yeah. That's I... not... It's not funny. Just give me a cut where he says ah, Pikachu. Child thing is swearing. Isn't that funny? Just ah, Pikachu said the N word. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> Heated Pokemon. Yeah, words. we're gonna cut that anyway. Uh... <laughs> so, Chris, what you're saying is you would want to be inside a Jinx. All right, cool. So next week's episode. <laughs> I forgot about that it. one. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh shit, that's good. Uh, you know, on the one hand, I think kids need a good kids movie. I don't know if there's a whole lot of them these days because besides like the animated movies, you'll get like the entire Avengers series. That's like 22 movies. And some of those movies are really complicated for kids. And I don't know. I, I think you need something that's a little bit easier for them to get. So it's either going to be that or the DC movies. As someone who walked into a theater as the trailer for Angry Birds 2 was playing. Oh, I'm oh, happy this exists. Too. Yikes, oh, man. that was the trailer. I, I didn't How see that How is that one. real? Huh. Look at me. How? How does that exist? Instead, I saw the fucking Aladdin trailer. Who again. the fuck has played Angry Birds in the last five years? That's a good. Oh, jeez, that's a good question. I have no idea. Um, overall, I, I think this movie's it's solid enough. It, it, it certainly didn't light the world on fire, but it's fine. You know what? They're probably going to come out with a sequel, and I bet the sequel will be even better. It should have been bad, and it's fine, and that's. Yeah. So, uh, I would give it like I think my threshold is like three stars means I'll probably watch it again. That's probably why I'd give it three. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch this again. That's fine. When this shows up on Netflix in two years and my girlfriend's scrolling through and she's like, "Hey, you want to watch Detective Pikachu?" I'm not going to say no. Right. So you'll, you'll be like, "Oh, there's the, some pretty the good." Second act lags a bit, but you know. Yeah. Some people didn't like the third act or something like I don't know. I thought it was really easy for me to understand. It's I liked, not hard to understand. And, it's just uh, weird when you're kinda, like, "Wait, yeah. what do you mean?" Their bodies just go inside because they all disappear. They just their bodies and souls are in those Pokemon. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. It's back to normal. And without revealing the I... twist, I I actually really did like it when his dad showed up at the end. The one thing I'll say about this movie that it has going for it that really uh, surprised me is this movie is extremely sincere. This movie very much believes in its yes. message. That being said. If this was a Lord and Miller movie, it would be a thousand times better because it'd be more like the Lego movie and they'd just be crazy with it. But in this, they, they're they like, okay, we have a heart. And uh, that's, I don't know, I think that kind of adds to the movie in a way. Yeah, most kids' movies won't have the scene where the main character's sitting on the curb crying about his dad with his Pikachu. That scene got me. Which I appreciate. That really got me. Like, you know what? It's okay to be sincere with real feelings. You it's will fine. believe a Pikachu can cry. <laughs> <laughs> my father repeatedly Pikachu. that pikachu <laughs> has some serious issues going on but he deals with i don't know i, I like that so uh any i other... thought it was fine fantastic kids movie like every kid should enjoy this oh yeah, yeah you know what's also, always gonna work on quality. me amnesia subplots <laughs> <laughs> you 
You can't go wrong. It's like... Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so uh, what are we doing next week? I just assumed we were doing John Wick 3, but... I personally will be doing John Wick 3 regardless. Let's, let's, yeah, go, ahead and, let's go ahead and do John Wick 3. And that's the tea, sis. Okay.